Later, at the broken baths of Krakoa. Sage said you'd be here. Oh, I hate to ruin your peace, but... Um, Did you quit? Well, hey, I think I'm supposed to be the mind reader, Logan. Knew you wouldn't last long. No offense. You're too good for the kind of work that needs doing, Genie. Suppose you could argue that X-Force needs a moral compass. Oh, the sage, like she... Uh, she sometimes comes across as a calculator more than a compass. Uh, but I guess she'll have to do. Uh, give her time. She's like a house that's bigger on the inside than the outside. <laughs> and maybe you should reach out to Colossus. I heard he's got a big heart. He's got a big... Everything. Um, what do you mean by that? Are you talking about his dick? What? Uh, Did you fuck Colossus too? I I, I wasn't referring, I said everything. Jesus Christ. Technically his dick would be part of that, but also Uh, it's his heart, it's his muscles. All right, let's just fucking get it over with. I'm mad now. Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 139 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy, CBQ Legacy. I can't remember what the, what are we calling our show now? Hi. Comic Book Queer's colon Legacy. Okay, there we go. Uh, That was Brett, my wonderful co-host, and I'm Evil Jeff. Hi. And you just heard a fun little snippet from the latest issue of X-Force, written by, who writes it? Benjamin Percy. Benjamin Percy. Benjamin Percy in the house. Have you ever seen Benjamin Percy at a comic book convention? No, is he hot? He's super hot, and his voice is the deepest sexiest voice you the first time i heard him speak on a panel i like the whole room was like whoa what the fuck so does that he does, is does that get you oh he's like a daddy oh he's like a daddy yeah he'll post like bicep shots on twitter i'm like okay oh. and the arts by joshua Kasara. i don't know him enough to objectify him um so Does that do it for you when someone just has like a really deep, deep voice? Oh, hell yeah. Because you're, I mean, I would say your husband has a very deep voice. Very deep voice. Was that one of the first things that like drew you to him? Um, No, because I did not speak to him for a month of being attracted to him. We just stared at each other from across the streets of our office building. So I was already- is that how you really met? Yeah. Staring at each other from office buildings? Uh, because we both smoked cigarettes at the time, so we would smoke in front of our respective office buildings across the street from one another, wow. and like clearly be staring at each other and smiling and flirting, and yeah. Oh wow! And then one time I came running out of the Starbucks that was uh, catty corner from where we were, um, and I ran across Connecticut Avenue to beat traffic, and there was Jeff standing there, and some coffee splashed on me um, from running, and you're like, I just oh. I just said, hi, my name is Brett. And the rest is history. And then you blew each other in that Starbucks bathroom. That's right. And he had a big everything. (laughs) I just looked at the picture of Benjamin Percy chopping wood in an X-Men t-shirt. Yes. His biceps are insane. Um, Seriously, we need to... 
We need to some if conventions are ever a thing again, we need to go and just and, just to and hear just, Benjamin Percy and speak. Like, you, you will sexually like, harass them different. It's like what's like the orgasmic version of the brown note? Like as soon like whatever frequency <laughs> his voice is set to, you you just immediately start pre coming. I will say, but I uh, do, but I don't mind. I don't mind a gay voice. I don't mind a gay voice either. Although. I'm trying to think, you know what's, but do I? Because I just realized every boyfriend I've had since I moved to LA doesn't really have that gay of a voice. My boyfriend now has a high voice, but not, a gay, he's not like, hey girl, hi. <laughs> you're like, I disagree. Well, you're a voicist. I know. Well, I do it. I'm the gay voice for everybody. <laughs> um, But let's, uh. Let's talk about something you want to talk about. Um, what's hot going on? How about uh, what Ooh. do you what do you want to hit? Hot, hot topics. topics. I think we only have one um, hot topic right now. I don't think there's any yeah. big news coming out. It's it's not even it's not even like a hot topic. It's just more of like an oh my god! I can't wait to tell you about this thing I saw. So as you know, I am a fan of the show Legendary on HBO Max. It is a ballroom competition where eight houses compete for $100,000 in front of a panel of judges, some of whom are from the balls and some of whom are celebrities. Mm -hmm. And the theme of episode six is superheroes. So I'm expecting some X-Men thing. I, I think in the in the trailer or in the spot st- someone for Someone has it. to do Storm. Yeah, in the preview I saw a Storm and I was like, yes, work. Um, but there was a, it was a posing category. So it was kind of like a face category. It was like a, like a face battle, but like posing battle. And they always cut to, when they announce the battle, they then cut to behind the scenes of the houses planning what they're going to do. And they went to the house of Balmain, um, who's one of my favorite houses. And Calypso Balmain, who was competing in the posing category, said, I want to base my character off of Emma Frost. And I about died. Because you don't expect people to go that deep, right? Yeah, I mean, for people that aren't in the know, she's a deep cut. Right. You like you expect Storm. You do not expect Emma Frost. So she made up a character called Wet Diamond. <laughs> and the only thing that was disappointing was she was covered in like dangling diamond. It was great. Um but her like the main piece of her outfit was like like a tan brown. She had like a big white furry like winter cap, like winter hat. Like big white furry gloves, like Emma Frost hair. Um, yeah, she needed you know, white. She needed to be in all white. She needed all white, and she wasn't all white, and so it was like, like my, my dick was harder than it wasn't, and I was like, but I still like it, but mm, I don't think I should be having sex with it, and that's what happened. <laughs> but it was pretty great that on this ballroom show, they just brought Emma Frost into it, and I dug it. They also brought like. Um, Two people walked as starfires, and they looked fierce as fuck. Like it was really good. The super the superhero episode's really good. Episode six, like a ti- like like comic starfire, cartoon starfire, or titan. Yeah, starfire. no, like DC comics, like classic, like Silver Age oh, okay. costume. Yeah, nice, nice. 
Yeah, it was really nice. I actually, I thought of a news topic. That what? I think oh my God. Talk about. Uh, what? What's going on with uh, oh the canceling of Joss Whedon? So evidently he's abusive. Yeah, there's this, the new things have come out where the stars of the Justice League were like, we're, we need justice, we need the Zack Snyder, because they're releasing a Zack Snyder cut of the movie. Yeah, it's not really, yeah, it's kind of like, He's turning it into a series on HBO Max. Like, it's not what people mean by the Zack Snyder cut, which was like before Whedon got his grubby hands on the final cut, show us like the long Steppenwolf dark side version. Wait, is that not what it's going to be? No, it's I I don't. You sprung this topic on me, so I don't have the research. (laughs) Um, But it's going to be I know it's episodic. Oh, weird. But yeah, that's the other it's not thing like is, the Snyder cut. And you can you can maybe say like Zack Snyder is so much nicer and all that. But Zack Snyder is his storytelling is garbage. So you can sit there and be like, Joss Whedon is a is a mean person. He's an asshole. But then going and then saying like, we want to see the Zack Snyder cut instead, because he's the real director. I'm like, I'm sure whatever he did was going to be worse than whatever Joss Whedon did. Exactly. Like mean people get shit done. Yeah. Michael Bay. Like asshole. I've seen Batman versus Superman and I've seen Man of Steel and I've seen Sucker Punch. Like there's no. There's no way that's going to be good. Right. So I, that's why I was just, I found it weird that it was like, just talk about how Joss Whedon's an asshole. Let's just talk about that. But he was saying that they were saying that he's abusive on set. And one of the new stories that have came out is he told a stunt woman to break, to enter a relationship with the stunt coordinator. Wow. So apparently they were together and he's like, no, 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 that's not professional. You guys have to break up. What a dick. While he was, and then he was in trouble before because he had an affair and his wife like, yeah, blabbed about it. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. If we're going to cancel men for which men have had an affair, bye. That's basically bye. Bye all men. men. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, it's. uh, Yeah, I don't know. But that's the thing is like, I I wonder what's taking so long with Joss Whedon's. uh, He has like that superhero Victorian superhero show coming out. He does? Yeah, didn't you hear about that? No. Um, it's some show. It takes place like in the Victorian age, but it's like all the girls have are developing superhuman powers. I can't wait. But it's been for it's, like it's called The Nevers. But it I still it. says it's coming out in 2021. This has been going I don't on know. for over a year. Should like how abusive is he? Should should I I have a difficult time separating art and artist. I can't listen to Michael Jackson anymore. I, yeah. I like. I feel like being abusive on set isn't a reason for me to separate from the art. That one's not like. See, I will me. say I can separate. Like I can listen to a, a Michael Jackson song, and I'm not freaked out. Like if Michael Jackson was like alive and like I have a new album coming out, then I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I think it's different when there. It's like something in there. Like it's another thing where it's like I grew up watching the Cosby Show. Oh, can't. And so you're saying you can't watch the Cosby no, show? No, I can't. Right? I can't. I can't. I like uh we okay, were just well, let me eating dinner you. and okay. flipping through channels. Harry Potter came on and That's I was like, I was just oh. about to ask you. You so you can't do Harry you're done with all Harry well, Potter. Well, no, I I left it on. I didn't I didn't like I'm not like 
I'm not like a drama queen that's like, turn it off. Well, what's the difference? Like, I left it on, but I was like, but my initial reaction was, ew. And I was like, oh, whatever. So for you, it's okay. So it's like, rape is too far, but transphobia, you'll still watch it. Well, I didn't like it. I just want to see what your line is. I'm not no, I wrong. like honestly the there only. There is a definitely a difference between being a rapist and being transphobic. I do feel there's an yes. evil there's an evil barometer, and they're not on the same level. Yes, absolutely. But I, I mean, I'm not going to read any J.K. What? Rowling can, books. But I know, but here's the thing. I know now. I'm very questioning of whether I want to see the last. Uh, Movie? What's the, the ew? Movie? Fantastic Beasts? Beast no. Yeah. I mean, it's not no. Like fuck been, that. No. It's not like they were that. Great I would never. Anyway, but here's the thing that's so fun. I'm like, what turf radical feminist is like eating out her pussy? Like, what is going on? Like, how have they brainwashed her? Like, what is happening? It's she's like a fucking monster. Like, what was the one where she liked a tweet about like a pro conversion therapy tweet? Like. No, it's the anti saying that children that to, to, they, she doesn't want to allow trans kids to go through any hormone therapy. She feels that's abuse. Oh, what? Fuck you. I mean, that's the thing. It is very controversial. I mean, it is a very tricky thing of like when you're growing up and you don't know who you are. Is yeah. it dangerous for them to have the hormones? Well, but I will say this: I was watching a documentary on it. That jazz, you know, that jazz. The, her her name's Jazz. This trans girl, and this one doctor. She was like, usually, what I say is, but what if this messes the kid up? And she's like, well, if the kid is asking for it, you just have to ask yourself: Would I rather this kid be dead from suicide? And I was like, right. and then your answer becomes very clear of like, like what you want. I think we should just we should just believe people when they. Yeah. Tell us what their experience is. Like, none of this, like, I know better. I, like, I understand you're communicating the depths of something very meaningful and scary happening inside of you. But I know better. I know what this is. Fuck you. No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. The, the most horrible thing anyone ever said to me when I came out was, are you sure? Am I sure? <laughs> like, do you know the hell I went through? Am like, I sure? Here, I'm going to suck your dick right now. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm fucking sure, because it was all I thought about for 20 fucking years, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so J.K. Rowling, like, I want her, she needs to do an interview. I want an interview with her and Janet Mock. She needs, no, we don't need to listen to her. She just thinks she can run her mouth because she's got billions. I I don't need to listen to you. I don't want to care. I don't care. I don't care. Just because you have money and you wrote some books does not mean we need... (laughs) To hear you. Like, it doesn't mean shit. No, I want her to be nationally shamed on television. That's my thing. She's an, she's like incapable of feeling shame from any of this. She's like, oh, you call me a turf. You call me a bitch. You're damn right. You're damn right we do. Because you are. And then she tried to use her sexual assault as grounds of being transphobic, which is even more Unbelievable. offensive. It's so offensive. Anyway. Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Oh. Um, well, there's the hot topics for the day. Hot topics. Hot topics. Um, but I think maybe we need to, let's, let's stop being political and let's be a little sexy. What do you say? I want your ex. Mm, hit it. I want your ex. Come on. Come on. Uh, we only have one oh, ex to talk about today. Oh my God. But it, uh, 
But it it um it scratched that itch. Did it? Um, I mean, no, because I got to tell you something. I'm not connecting with this book at all. And a lot of people are. And I feel like it's me. Well, I am not feeling X-Force. I don't think I ever was. Brett, I'm going to tell you something about your feelings on this book. They are 100% right because I don't like it Thank either. you. I am very, <laughs> I don't know if we should be mentioning this, but fuck it. Uh, um, sometime in the future, in an upcoming episodes, me and Brett separately will be guesting on other podcasts, other ex-podcasts, you know, more details to come. And I am very nervous because usually you and me are yeah. mostly on the same page. I am very nervous being the one on the podcast. No. Being like, I hate this. <laughs> no, I listen to those other shows and sometimes I'm like, um, why? Yeah, yeah, I know. Right, right. And it's not even, and it's like everyone has their own opinion, of course. <laughs> But, but I, I never have to worry about that with you. Like, I, I'm never <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> but sometimes it's like, oh, you hate that amazing thing? Fuck you. Or it's like, wait, you like this? But I'm going to tell you this. X-Force, I am not, I don't give a fuck about these plant people. And guess what? If you keep killing the characters off over and over again, it becomes meaningless. They killed like the, you Quentin Kenny Quire again. A third time. Yeah. I don't like, what is it? What am I missing? So there's a, like a few things that I know it's me. I know I should just shut up, put my agenda aside and just listen to what Benjamin Percy um, and Josh Kassar are giving us. I like the tone feels weird. The color palette feels weird. The the characterization feels weird. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel very, it feels very limited. Like, one one problem I have is I really don't like Percy's Quentin. No. He's too mean. He's so one-note cocky. And he's weak. Yeah. Why and he keeps he, dying. He keeps dying. Like, Quentin's like an Omega-level... Like, I get level it. Tel- like, he's, he's an Omega-level telekinetic. Right. And he can't stop some vines. And his death was like, oh, well, somebody just saw... Um, Midsomar. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I also these. I don't care about these plant people. Yeah, I'm not connecting with the the overall. And arc. then the beast thing. Can we? I think beast just needs to be sent away. Beast keeps doing these like. It's awful, so tired. And then it's I mean, like, it's oh, like, beast right just caused there. a genocide of a whole country. I'm like, and he did. I was like, well, I guess we just have to kill beast. I mean, I guess we just have to be okay with it. I. Like, it's the same thing with Wolverine getting brainwashed and killing his friends. Like, we've been there. Beast with the fucking uh ohs. Like, oh my God. And then Gene being like, You're, we have to be better than that. And then, like, this is how cliche I feel this was. Beast, like, oh, he tampered with something he shouldn't have tampered with. And then Gene coming in, like, you know that that's unethical, right, Beast? And then Beast retorting with, well, it's unethical to read my mind. I'm like, oh my God. Like, really, we're doing this? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where it is hard. It's hard. And that's the thing. Like, are we new? No, that's what I mean. That's the problem is that we're not new. And we are reading these books with the knowledge of every X book that has come before it. And I feel like a lot of people, they haven't read every single X-Men comic. They've probably reread. They maybe have had a favorite run. You know what I mean? And Or they go back and they read a couple of things. They're like, yeah, I got it. 
I don't know what Ben how deeply he knows the X-Men. Maybe he does know them a lot. But it does feel like, oh, this his version of them don't feel don't ring true to me. They don't ring true to that's a that's a really good way of, of putting it. I like I think I have problems with the division of the what is it that like the the brain and the brawn. Yeah. I forget with the, the hammer. I forget. But also there should be, that's where the tension should be. The tension should be between the brain and the brawn and the right. bad guys should be all politics. It should be all, I'm going to go after this, of after Russia. I'm going to go after China. I'm going to go after real countries. I want to see, I don't want to know about this made up country with plant people. Like that's, there's no stakes to it because it's not a real place. Is like, this all because of empire do you think like do we i will be happy if somehow this ends up being related to empire at least i'll feel there's a point to it all right let's get to the but i mean you're not going to hear when i get to empire (laughs) i start talking about that (laughs) (laughs) um tom and krakoa i will say quentin's death was very disturbing oh yeah he got filled with flowers and plant life and then and just disintegrated it was off it was very much like yeah. like it was like midsummer meets uh what's it the um invasion of the body snatchers from the 70s yeah yeah very disturbing yeah yeah i like i i just i'm not feeling the relationship between domino logan and quentin no and they're just constantly bickering and like the domino stuff was really gross and weird to me yeah the flaying of her and like yeah. the organic. Now she's got this organic weapon. The, the, mo- the best part of X Factor was when Professor X goes to that meeting. Like after he was like, I'm still alive. Wasn't that an X Factor or was that an X? No, that was an X Men. Oh, never mind. That's why I liked it. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, that, that issue where he goes to that meeting where he's just with the, all the dignitaries and all, where he's like, no, we are going to take over. Like, I th- it's like, that's what the. That's where the, the CIA of yeah. that's where that's what I want to see. And then it's like, uh, I mean, but that's the thing is like, I feel like we have all these plot points coming up, but then we're going to have Empire and X of Swords. So I feel like not every it's everything's going to be put on pause anyway. Yes, I agree. And like part of me is like, is this whole book on pause? Like, are these plant people going to feature into Empire? And I, I don't know. I don't care. But I'm, I'm not like. like Get some fucking DDT and just wipe it clean and be done with them. Yeah. I'm not feeling the GNB Sage side either. I think what I'm lacking from this book are relationships. And wants. I don't get what any of them want. Yeah. Like, what does Beast want versus what does Jean want? Does Jean really want to be peaceful when then she went and killed those people and then beast like you sometimes you have to take that like everything's very wavering and watery like i was like give them really clear 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 wants and let the people come up against each other with it yeah like make the agendas there's no agendas yeah here plus i think it would be way more interesting if there was someone that where they needed their power but they didn't want to kill and they were put on the the action team Maybe and that's why wasn't Colossus supposed to be on this team? Like, why isn't he part of the team? I, I think he's about to be, but is it coming at the expense of Jean? Is, is she going to quit? Like, what a waste! <sighs> what, what was she even doing on this? And if you're going to be in a hot tub fucking Logan, I wanted Cyclops jerking off, like watching or something. I don't right. Know. <laughs> I at least want some spit roasting. <laughs> I love Logan's tiki, (laughs) Professor X tiki glass, though. (laughs) 
in that. Yeah, I, I, overall, I, I just am not connecting with this book because I'm not connecting with the characters in this book. And I think we've been willing to forgive it because usually it came out with like three other X books that we right, love. Right, so we're right, like, right. Oh, okay, whatever. But now that we're like waiting, waiting, and this is all we got, it's like. It has moments. I mean, Tom is always fun. Like the weird kiss with him and Krakoa or him. Like I don't give a shit about any of that. I'd hate. To, I've always hated. Yeah. But I've always hated. I've always hated Black Tom as well. Yeah, Sage was funny with her stupid safari outfit. But then that was like, oh, you have measles. What was that joke? It was a line. It's like you got measles, but the measles is pockets. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's it's felt out of I, the book is yeah. like wavers between. Yeah. It's not doesn't know what it wants to be. Anyway, um, oh, what a just, good way of putting it. Well, we just uh, we just flayed it like like so much domino skin. <laughs> All right. Well, I think let's put that to rest. That was a bad sexual experience. <laughs> and um, let's. Uh, I heard if if we want to get that bad taste of of sex out of our mouth, we gotta maybe get another comic. You gotta get a comic. Hit it! You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. All right, Brett. Tell oh, me, so much. What is about else to have you read? Let's go start with Empire. 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 Fantastic Four. Fantastic number zero. Four. We are we are pre preluding the shit out of Empire. You guys. I mean. There are so many buildups to Empire. We did have incoming. See, did we you have... see how many Empire books there are? Oh, dear end? God. There was like 30 some. There's like 30 between this and Ten of Swords. I'm going to be ruined financially. Oh, you're going to like you're going to read every single income. Like you're going to get tired. of this. I'll show. tell you what. I am not going to read Empire Squadron Supreme. I'll tell you that. But isn't Squadron Supreme the one that has Wiccan in it? No. Wait, what? wait, who's the one? What's the... No, that's Strike Force. Oh, Strike Force. Who's in Squadron Supreme? I'll read that. It's like Hyperion and Nighthawk and... Oh, I don't give a fuck. Power Princess. Oh, I don't get, Power Princess? Oh, Squadron One, Supreme AKA is the Wonder Runaways. Woman. Oh, it's the Runaways? No, that's... Isn't Power Princess no. from the Runaways? Yeah, they share a name. No, what? Squadron Supreme is the J- is the JLA parody, the Marvel JLA parody. Oh, with like Spectrum and Hyperion. No. And no, we can never decide if they're good or bad. I can't stand them. I don't care. I hate but, them. But here we got Fantastic I, Four. Here's Fantastic Four. What do you think? It takes place in a casino and like an arena. Do you remember the casino part of the second Star Wars uh, and the new trilogy? The canteen. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, when yeah. Rose yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. what's his name goes. Yeah, to- in um the Ryan Johnson one. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that, and I didn't like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it was cute. Uh, so this is a casino run by the Games Master's sister, the Profiteer. Um. Has Thank she you been for not calling her the Prophetress or the Prophetrex. <laughs> I don't think she's been in anything, no. The Prophetrix. <laughs> so Reed is fighting her to figure out what she's doing. Thing and Johnny are battling in the arena. Where two little Sue, kid, two little kid Cree and Skrull are in an ever-ending 
like yeah they're the gladiators in this arena these two little kids that embody the kree scroll war which reed finds out through the shenanigans of the profiteer that the kree scroll war is over and he's like how how possibly and she's like i don't know i don't care but i make my money off that war happening so we're reenacting it here so and and then uh, valeria and uh franklin try to gamble lose the money elizabeth uh, uh sue storm becomes invisible and makes them win all the money did you call her elizabeth elizabeth i don't know why uh, i i was meant to say i was trying to say invisible and instead i said elizabeth. oh i'm having a stroke anyway um invisible woman which here's the thing if you've been to any casino if someone starts they're winning, they're gonna see you. They stop. They also will stop you before right. you win all of the money. Like the whole thing with like Sue, like stopping the dice while invisible and stopping the wheel while invisible, yeah, or like looking over the shoulder shit. during poker. Like I am so sorry. I like look. I suspend a lot of disbelief. I can't believe that this casino has no infrared cameras. I just can't. Or that after they won, oh, wow, they just won half of the credits of that the whole casino has. That they would be right. like, okay, we think you're cheating. We're not going to let you play anymore. Like, that's oh. what, yeah. I mean, think about the Twin Peaks. Remember when he right. kept winning all the jackpots? And they're like, all right, you fucking come with us. All right, Mr. Jackpots. <laughs> Hello. Um. So, anyway, the Fantastic Four gets out of the casino. Um. They take this Cree kid and this Skrull kid with them, these two warring little kids. So at the end of Empire Avengers, when we saw the Fantastic Four ship, they've got these 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 belligerent children. Who are like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to slash your throat. I'm going like, to kill and you. And he's like, oh, they're kids. Oh, Classic Cree Skrull. Yeah, Thing is like, oh, they're so cute. And they're like, I'm going to slit your throat. But they arrive right as a bunch of ships come. And they, they notice that it's like in the middle of the invasion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we find out the Fantastic Four was not with the ships that were the Armada that was in the sky at the moon. They were just arrived at the same. They were time. just like, oh, yeah. And yeah, so I'm still having trouble caring. Yeah, and thanks for the spoilers that Franklin just winds up with his family at the end of X Men Fantastic Four, and his powers aren't fixed, and his powers aren't fixed. So no point in reading that book. Listen. <laughs> oh, my God. We're so bitchy today. That's not going to end. Why? Because you read Strange Academy number two? I read Strange Academy number two. And I will say. By Scotty Young? Yes. I will say this is my favorite, second favorite that I've. Oh, it's my favorite Marvel one that I read. Okay. Oh, you liked it? Yes. but of the But compared to the first one. It felt very weird. And this is also, it's strange because Scotty Young wrote one of my favorite magic stories when she returned to life. And I felt he did not write magic correctly. <laughs> like it just, did he did, write that or he just drew that? He didn't write that. That was Yost, right? Oh, right. Wasn't right. that he Kyle and Yost? Yeah, but he was still there, like reading it. <laughs> he was sure. drawing it. Like he was there when it was all happening. So Did you not like the scene of Ileana trying to make a joke and it bombing? It just didn't feel like her. Yeah, I get you. It just didn't. Why oh, you like? Oh, you like that? What did she say? Like, I mean, I giggled. 
It's 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 it was layered. I don't want to go into it. Anyway, and then I still find it weird that she's just standing next to the Scarlet Witch when they're now like <gasps> she's considered an enemy. Oh my god, pretender! She's, she's like their pretender. Lucifer. Yeah. So I wish that was addressed. And I will say it's still, uh, although I'm not right now, it's still trying to do the, hey. This is the type of classes. This is how these things were. It's still like built world building. Set up, yeah. So it's very, it's a little pi- like, you know, like the pilot of a show where it's the most annoying because it's setting up the world. I, I'll be more happy when it's getting into it. And I will say right now, I really want the the Asgardian and the, is it Damien Hellstrom? Who would know? Who is the- Little Dormammu. Little Dormammu. Dormammu. I want him and I want them to become lovers. I know it's just going to be a bromance type of thing. It's setting them up to hate each other, but now they were both sent to hell to battle, to help battle. But I want them to like fall in love. They might. And you know what? I did like that they immediately honed in on that relationship. That's the I, most I, interesting I thing that. to me. That's what I like the best right now. And then I will say, what is this? The the girl from Limbo has like knows some dark secret of that one about Zoe. About yeah. Zoe. What do you think? Do you think she has like a? I think an like, image, like Zoe... that's not what she looks like. Or oh, maybe. maybe, maybe. Or do you think she did something awful, like killed somebody? I think it's either she like she doesn't have powers, or she did something awful, or that's not her true form. Yeah. And oh my God, who taught eighth period plant class? It's your friend, the man thing who you never heard of. Right. <laughs> uh, weapon X. No, wait, weapon nine. Wait, which one was it? I forget which weapon. Five. Weapon five. No, that's the symbiotes. I don't um, remember. All right. Well, who cares? Four. Anyway, it's, 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 it's chugging along. Um, yeah. I, I do like that they, they knew, he knew what relationship to kind of. Develop. It is also in, interesting in, that Doctor Strange seems very not involved. Like uh, aloof. I love that. I think that's perfect. And, but then she, the main character girl, what's her name? Oh, Emily Bright? Yeah. Where she's like, hey, there's a price to pay when you use your powers. And we're all using yeah. our powers so much. Why isn't there a price to pay? They're, so like, like, they're like, oh, we figured it out. And then later during care the teacher's meeting, they're like, they can never know. And it was like, what? Yeah. What did they do? I'm so excited. That's, that's, so there is some intrigue and stuff happening. So I am excited for it. I'm going to keep reading it. I do feel it's still a little too many characters. Um, I think we just need to let some of them more fall in the back and let some kind of be main character. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a little too many, a little too many cooks. Um, yeah. I mean, I can do with less Gus. Yeah. But uh, but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. I like it. I love Doyle Dormammu. I really do. Did you really do love him? Did you read a DC book? No. Me neither. Did you skipping that segment? Um, did you read any other books, Brett? No, I was supposed to read something is killing the children, but I totally thought I did already, and then I opened it up and I was like, oh shit, I didn't read this. So something is killing the children. Well, that is the favorite thing that I read. Oh, Boom Studios, James Tinney and the Fourth, were there. Da 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 Shit's getting, shit's starting to like pile up, like because now it's at the point now where finally the cops are like, oh, this is, 
monsters. <laughs> like they're finally starting to be like once oh, they're, finally they're kind of like because there's that one cop that got injured. And and he kind of saw something weird was going on. So he knows something weird's going on. And then there's the sheriff. And the sheriff goes to the little boy in the hospital, the gay kid in the hospital. And he's like, all right. He's like, all right, just lay it on me. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, just tell me about the aliens. And he's like, what? And he's like, you know, the aliens that are eating the kids. I know it's aliens. And he's like, it's not aliens. And he's like, fuck. And he's like, well, it could be aliens, but it's more like monsters. And he's like, fuck. And he's like, all right, all right. All right. So it's kind of like, because at this point, he's like, I saw, he's like, there's no way that, like a person is doing this. Um, but meanwhile, the... Uh, so that, but everyone. So the one guy, like the guy from the from the cabal, I forget what his name is. Like the her boss, Erica's boss, Erica Slaughter's kind of. Oh yeah, like her shit eating. Yeah, snide. he comes. He comes and starts beating up the old lady cop secretary, knocks her the fuck out to try and steal the kid to use her as bait. But then the other cop comes and tries to stop her. And then Erica Slaughter's like, she ends up siding with the cop. She's like, yeah, take the girl. I, I'm not friends with him. And so then he's like, fine, I'm going to go get the the kid in the hospital and use him as the bait. So she's trying to battle the cops and she's trying to battle that guy. And then meanwhile, uh, Tommy, the the brother whose sister died. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. he's there too at the it's place trouble. with the mom where they're all there to identify the bodies, and he's just like, "Mom, please don't do this. This is gonna be traumatizing." And she's like, "Fuck you! I want to look at the body." And so I then he's, but him. then he looks and he's like, "Hey, do you all see that in the woods?" And everyone's like, "No." And then he's like, "Fuck! If I see something and no one else does, oh, he can see." So he walks into the woods and then gets ambushed by all of the babies monsters and that's the, end of the <gasps> episode oh issue. my god it's really good it's really good it's very actiony it's very full of action and fun and i like it nice it's such it's a great. good so good like this i can't wait for this to be made into a tv show yeah i can't wait i want to order um a mask with her with the slaughter teeth on it oh yeah yeah or like a bandana to wear around my face sweet sweet so that was comic books. Yeah. Did you want to see more, like more movement, um, more depth, like perhaps not on the printed page, but on the screen? I do. <gasps> Hit it! Suddenly see more. So. Before- you told me about a show called Tales from the Loop. What is it? Oh, okay. I was going to bring up something else. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Uh, Before we get into that, um, I do want to just give a quick RIP um, to a show that we've talked on here and that we liked. Um, Sabrina Sabrina the Teenage Witch has been canceled after the next few episodes that are coming out later in the year. So I'm very sad about that. That is sad and surprising, frankly. Yeah. It is weird because I guess... I guess maybe the second season just didn't do as well or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do follow Gavin Leatherwood and Ross Lynch on Instagram, though. Right. So keep that party going. Yeah. Because, but you're, which one is, which one? Ross Lynch. That's the one I like. That's a, a, what's his name? Harvey. Harvey. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But you mentioned a show called Tales from the Loop. And it is I a did. show on Amazon Prime, and oh. I 
um, my boyfriend has been watching it. I've been kind of just like sitting in the back, like doing other things, kind of sort of paying attention. And uh, it, it's it's a very well-made show. It's But I will say this, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Black Mirror if every episode takes place in the same world. Okay. Um, it's very depressing. <laughs> like if you're looking for this to be like, oh, everybody has a happy ending. No. And it's it's weird. It's kind of an anthology where each episode is about a different person that lives in the town. Okay. So even though a lot of people will show up in multiple episodes, each episode is a standalone story of that one particular person in town. Okay. So like the one first episode is a little girl is at school and she works in this place. Um, there's like a, a the place where everybody works is called the Loop, and it's this like kind of sciency factory. Oh, place. I like that. Very so similar to like you know where like Stranger Things like, like had that or like, like Homecoming. Yeah. Yes, yeah, or Homecoming. Yeah, but it's much more like out in the open that it's like this sciency place. So much where it's like when weird things happen, no one's like surprised. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're at it again. Yeah, exactly. So this one, it opens up with this little girl and she has this really bad relationship with her mom and the mom doesn't pick her up from school because she's a, I think she's a drunk or something. Oh, been there, but my dad. And um, so she ends up, I can't remember, she ends up crawling through some kind of thing. And when she comes out of it, um, she notices everything looks different. And then she meets this guy and she suddenly realizes like um, she's in the future. And then the kid she's with is her future son. And so she ends up meeting like her future self. Okay. And you kind of think like, oh, this is what the show is. And I was thinking like, oh, this is the whole show. But then it resolves itself and she goes back in time. And then you're like, wait, what? And then the next episode is just a whole different story. And so, like, oh. one story is a different girl discovers, like, she can freeze time. There's another story where two best friends realize they can switch bodies. Um, there's another one where there's a gay character where he enters a parallel universe where he's, like, has has a hot boyfriend. Ooh. <laughs> um, so there's definitely – so, but so it's it's – it's it's very it's it's fun, but I will say some have happy endings, some do not have happy endings. But and it's okay. also very slow and it's very subtle. It's not like an action movie at all. It's very emotional and character driven. So I highly recommend it. Very cool. Tales from the I will loop. Watch the loop. I dig that. Um, I really need some time and space to talk about Agents of Shield because. What they did last episode was incredible. So it was kind of like a an anomaly, like almost standalone-ish in that the episode before it was the was the second part of the 70s episode. So they were in the 70s. They jump at the end of the episode, they the jump 80s. in time to 1982. So a mere six years later. So they're in the 80s, but what happened in the 70s is Mac, the director, Mac, the director of Shield, um, his parents were taken hostage by the Chromacons, the evil space robots, um, and who turned people into other evil space robots. And they saved Mac's parents. And on the way back, it comes out that Mac's parents are actually evil space robots that replaced Mac's real parents a while ago. So, so they, Mac oh, is so, very the, sad. Even, so when they were kidnapped, it was all a ruse? Exactly. 
So they were so this but how so long now, ago like, it's like a whole a different kid, timeline like when he was a kid like was he he's raised? 10 he's 10 years old oh so he was like raised by the evil ones too by re- no 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 he was raised by real parents oh okay. this is all timeline fuckery so now there's a timeline where max parents are dead oh anyway shit. that's complicated and they're in it so it's complicated but <laughs> it's the same it's still like branches like when a when a big decision is different it creates like a branch universe i guess um but when they when the you know the ship is tethered to the evil space robot ship, so when that ship jumps, they jump, so they have no control over it. So they're in 1982, like right when Mac is starting the grief process of losing his parents, and he is like, "I got to go outside." They land in 1982. He's like, "I got to go go outside for some air." Deke, who is um, our character from the future, who they met in season five when they were in the future. He like chases Mac out like, Mac, wait, uh, don't be sad. And then right when they leave, the ship jumps out of 1982. Like they were there for like two minutes, which has never happened before. So Mac and Deke are now stuck in 1982. So this is the 80s episode. Well, when I tell you they hit every motherfucking 80s reference and it was one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Are you familiar with the movie Chopping Mall. Where the girl gets her head blown up by a robot. Thank you. Does that happen? The whole episode is like a parody of it. <laughs> uh, so it like, it, it's The best so many part of that and the Chopping Mall, because she just goes, ah, and then her head blows up. It's yeah. the worst scream ever. All right, go ahead. The last episode ends with Coulson, who is a life model decoy, blowing himself up and blowing all the evil space robots up, all, all the hunters up. I thought he wasn't in 1982. He's not, because uh, he blew himself up in 1976 to kill all of the new hunter evil space robots. The AI, and, and also the AI that controls them, her name is Sybil. Wait, but, oh, you're saying that happened in the episode before? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, I was, okay. So we follow so like a lot of times like, has he died in the show. He's, so the line right before he says, uh, right before he blows all the Chromacons up, he looks at Sybil, the evil AI, and he goes, "You know what? Dying, it's kind of my superpower." And he blows the whole place up, uh, knowing that like they'll probably find a way to bring him back. <laughs> So we, the episode is really following Mac and he's in a deep depression over his parents and Deke, the other character. Wait, 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 wait. Just, just so I can, is it because he thinks they're dead or is because the timeline changed? Now he thinks that they die. They're absolutely, he experienced losing his parents. Like they're dead. From the timeline. And so they're dead because the evil robots killed them and replaced them with evil robot versions of themselves. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh! I thought that was all happening behind his back. So they were like, "No, we're evil." So he's like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, yes. They oh, like they attacked. Okay, they it. attacked him. Oh, okay. Like, I thought the, it was like the dad got like a cut on his arm, and Max like, "Can I see that cut?" And the dad's like, "Why do you need to see the cut?" <laughs> it's like because <laughs> you're a robot. Um. So Max super depressed, and he's depressed because now there's like in his reality, in the reality he's in, there's a ten year old version of himself and his older brother who have no parents. And he's just so depressed over the whole thing. But are they being raised by the evil people at that point then? No. Okay. So you so Deke, so it so one of the reveals is that Deke, 
who Mac is ignoring. Like D keeps showing up to Mac's house. He like he's squatting in his parents' old house. D keeps showing up with like groceries and like time goes by, like a year goes by. Mac has got like a long beard and he's put on weight and he's super depressed. Um, and finally Deke leaves him like a special note. So to come to this club. So Mac goes to the club and it's Deke as the lead singer of a band called the Deke squad. And he opens up, (laughs) he like shows up for their encore it's the Deke squad doing their encore and Deke opens the song by going, my name is Deke Shaw. This is the Deke squad. And I wrote this song and they do the song from the breakfast club. <laughs> so Deke wrote, don't you forget about me three years prior to it being written and released. <laughs> so then it turns out that his band is actually like a ragtag group of quote unquote shield agents that he's created and that they need Mac to be their leader. And then what ensues is them fighting new versions of the evil space robots. Okay. But they, they, they now look like the robots from Chopping Mall. <laughs> <laughs> and they like systematically kill all these minor characters and there's buckets of blood. And, you know, so it's like Top Gun, Karate Kid, Rambo, certainly Chopping Mall. Like, so, oh, oh Coulson comes back and he's Max Headroom. He's like a, he's like a head on a TV screen oh, with the God. Max Headroom background. Forget it. Like, it's incredible. Um, so anyone, anyone, anyone who like, I don't know. I don't really know about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I, I would just love to watch like some really good Marvel content. Um, yeah. Oh, and by the way, the episode is called The Totally Excellent Adventures of Mac and the D. Mac and the D. It's just it's an 80s romp that I just screamed and laughed through the whole thing. So great. Um, that reminds me of the show uh, Steel and Stone. Oh, oh, Steel and Stone. From a little show called Doom Patrol. Oh, God bless Steel and Stone. When uh, Long story short, they just cut to a 70s kind of blaxploitation-ish cop drama. We're Cliff. Starring Robot Man and Cyborg. We're, we're Robot Man is the hooker, like the cop, like the undercover hooker. It's so funny. And it's then, so fucking funny. And then a Cyborg has this half of his head as an afro. <laughs> <It's so laughs> the non-robot funny. part of his head is a giant afro. <laughs> um, I adore the actor who plays Cyborg. Um, Joy Van, Joy Van Wade. He's the only thing <sighs> I hate is that Cyborg doesn't have like, it can't be topless. Oh, I know. I know. It's kind of a waste because you know he's got yeah, a smoking body. Because you know he's given body. Yeah. Um, it's so this episode, uh like this episode kind of dragged in the middle. I felt the it, same way. But then the end really fucking, came together at the, the end. The end fucking fucked me up. <laughs> it was like they knew they were gonna like fucking slap us upside the head at the end. So the middle they just took their time and yeah. This show really goes places. Like I don't expect it to go because what happens mm-hmm. is is the baby what's her name baby girl what's it baby doll baby doll one baby, of crazy jane's personalities yeah she comes out so she can play with dorothy spinner um but dorothy spinner starts getting bored with her and then baby doll's just like a little brat and when dorothy spinner brings one of her creatures she like slaps him on the nose and so dorothy spinner's like fuck you i don't want to be friends with you anymore and yeah. baby doll's like Fuck you. And they start this. And that's the thing. Two little girls with out of control powers. Oof. 
not not good. It's going to get out of hand. And it does. And it does because they play a game of hide and seek in which Dorothy Spinner decides to hurt and scare the shit out of Baby Doll. And it freaks Baby Doll out so much that she traps her in an incinerator and turns the incinerator yeah. on. Baby Doll is telekinetic. Yeah. And then, of course, then she makes her uh, whatever. What's the monster's name? Nanny? Her imaginary friend, Manny. Manny yep. appear. And then the fire personality comes out and just murders the, the the Manny creature. Murders Manny, the imaginary friend. Yeah. Which sends Dorothy... In a tailspin. Into a rage. And she finally makes a wish to the candle maker. But does she... To say, kill Baby Doll. But, but, but it's the wish isn't to kill the the Jane character. No, it's to go inside. And this is what's so smart. She runs It's to kill Baby Doll. And she yeah. sees the depot. Like she sees the map of Jane's mind. So she knows. Like that's yeah. where she needs to go. So the candle maker comes into and just starts the depot. and just starts killing. Like it looks like he killed the fire personality and then brutally, yeah. brutally kills Baby Doll. Yeah. And then disappears, which to me meant, oh, the wish, the wish was kill Baby Doll. Yeah. But, I mean, so Dorothy Spinner's, one of her imaginary friends, the candle maker, like, murdered two of Crazy Jane's personas. I think two. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. But that means they're definitely going to be like, so we got to kill that girl. So things are fucked up. And then and then poor, uh, um, poor Larry... And Rita, he tries to yeah. reconnect with his family, and the family betrays him. And, and then, then, like, calls grandson, the government on and him. And then his, where his, his grandson gets shot. and Gets shot in the... Then he lets... So that he's surrounded by the government, who his son called. Which, I like, the son really... Like, when he was like, okay, if we're being honest, like, I thought he was going to reveal some, like, additional trauma. I did not expect him to be like, you fucking left my family. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. But he was. And he called the government on Larry, and the government tries to kidnap Larry. Larry lets out the negative spirit. And then in the melee, Larry's grandson, Larry's son's son, gets killed. Does he die? And the negative... I, it looks like he's going to die. And the negative spirit grabs Rita and Larry and just gets them the fuck out of there. But then that's what I hated is that his son was like, this is all your fault. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is your fault. <laughs> it's kind of your fault, asshole. Right. Ah, oh, the power of a of, of an abandoned child. Yeah. The people, they Even after Larry came out to him, I was like, I was. I thought after Larry came out to him, he, everything was going to be okay. When he was just like, well, if you want to be honest, I thought it was going to be like, you're, I hate facts. <laughs> Right. But it does look like it was his gay lover was the one that poisoned the wife and the kid's mind. Isn't that what he was talking about? No, I think it was two separate. It was a different um he said and then it it wasn't Jonathan that the the wife married. It was some other guy. Oh, oh okay. Never mind. It wasn't it wasn't Matt Bomer's lover. Oh, that would have been better. No, protect him, protect the gays. You know, Honey, sexuality is a spectrum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. It's great. It's so good. It's, it's so good. It's very good. Um, 
I'm super excited for it. I will say, but it was I was agreeing with you. I was like, this one's a lot slower than the last one. And, and then the ads. Yes. And I was like, they just fucked shit damn. up. Yeah, damn. But I was like, damn. It's good. But I actually saw another amazing sci-fi show. And what? it's a movie. And I'm actually, if you have not seen it, I want you to see it before I talk I about it. I guarantee you I haven't. It's called Palm Springs. Oh, I can't wait. With, uh, what's his name from... Yeah. Uh, why can't I think Andy of... Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, who I think is hot, brutally hot, and I'm very oh. attracted to him. I, my God. He... Like, my God. You could just tell he's great in bed. Mm. Um, and it has the girl from who's the who ends up being the real mother from How I Met Your yeah, Mother. Yeah, right, 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 right. Um, and she plays, like, the dumb blonde girl um, from the That 30 Rock episode. I like her. And... Uh, have you read anything about it? No, I know that it's Happy Death Day. It's like genre. a ground, like a Groundhog Day, Happy Death Day, same day over and over again. But that is all I am going to tell you. Do not read anything else about it, and we are okay. going to talk about this next week because I was very surprised about how much I liked this movie. Ooh, I'm so excited! So I, I want to watch that. Everybody, if you're listening, re- watch it, and then you can enjoy our review of it next week. I want to watch that, and I want to watch The Old Guard on Netflix, that Charlize Theron action movie. I will say they showed the gay scene from that in a trailer, and oh, it looks yeah, that's so why. cheesy. Oh, because like, I just I've loved this man for longer than for eons. I was like, what? What is this? I think it's more than like the gay scene. I think two of her team are husbands. Yeah. I don't know. And that's what's drawing me to the movie. <laughs> I don't think gays should be in the military. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think gays should be ass-kicking assassins. If I understand, that's what the movie's about. But they're know. also like they're all like they're all like thousands of years old. What? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're like gods. oh, they're like from like ancient. Oh, all right. I'll watch Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh my god! Well, that was a lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff. I say we did that efficiently. I think we did, Brett. We did it. I think we did. We just did it. We recorded a podcast and we saw it through to the end. Again. Do you ever tell people that you do a podcast about comic books and then they're like completely dumbfounded because you have a relationship with them that has nothing to do with comic books? Um, yes, actually. And they're always like, send me the link. I'm like, no, that's okay. I'm like, you're, but I was like, do you (laughs) listen to comic books? And they're like, no. And I'm like... Yeah, I'm like, so don't listen to my fucking show. Like, (laughs) unless you, like, know about Emma Frost, like, don't even. It's like, we're literally just describing what is happening in the comic book. You would just be like, what? Who? Huh? Yeah. And, like, literally when we're talking about Doom Patrol, we're actually talking about Emma Frost. Like, you won't be able to understand the subtext. If we renamed this show with an Emma Frost twist, what should it be called? I mean, I would love to call it Frostitutes, but I feel like that's <laughs> like we can't. That's the name of her fandom. Like we can't claim that as our own. Frostitutes, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but that's what Emma fans, Emma stands, call themselves. What's another good line of hers? Um, top class breeding, darling. That, I was thinking of that, but that sounds very white supremacist. <laughs> we yeah, get all these true. white supremacists being like, "What the fuck is this? Show? What the fuck is this show about?" Ugh. Um. What's another great line? What I was like, I forgot my bag. 
Yeah, lucky for you, it's Louis Vuitton. <laughs> um, we must be nothing less than fabulous. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's what we'd call it. Nothing less than fabulous, an Emma Frost podcast. Yeah. Oh, Emma, how I love you. I love you. And we love you, you, listener, you, the one who, for some reason, are still listening to the show, even though you know it's ending in like 60 seconds. Um, but if you're still here, it means you enjoy it. So uh, would you please leave us a review or a microphone fell? Um, leave us a review. Or money or, for equip- um, new equipment. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We'll add a wish list um, to our website soon. And you can just buy us stuff like mic stands that don't top over. Um, I'm good, Evil Jeff. How about you? I'm good, too. I'm so good. I'm gay and queer. And that makes me great. And guess what? If you read comics, well, that also makes you queer. Queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.